Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 139. Why use self-hosted WordPress for podcasting? Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Check out the website if you haven't already at theaudacitytopodcast.com, and show notes for this episode will be at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 139. WordPress is a great platform for hosting your podcast or actually many different kinds of websites out there that you could have. And there are certainly many of platforms out there, Squarespace, Libsyn, there's WordPress.com, which I'll talk more about in a moment, Blogger, all of these sites and services. And it seems like especially podcasting focused services are popping up all over the place. But when you're looking at having your own website, WordPress is really, I think, the best direction you could go and the only direction I recommend. In very, very, very rare circumstances, I might recommend using Libsyn.com to also host your website. I always recommend them or Blueberry to host your media, but using them as a third-party hosting service for your website sometimes. That's only in certain circumstances would I recommend that. And if you want to check them out, by the way, go to libsyn.com and use the promo code NOODLE to get your first month free. But WordPress is the platform of choice for many bloggers and podcasters out there. And I've got seven reasons to share with you why I think you should be using WordPress for your podcast. And maybe this will convince you to switch over to WordPress if you're on something else. But before I get into those seven reasons, let me clear some confusion about self-hosted WordPress versus WordPress.com. These are two flavors of WordPress. They're both WordPress. WordPress WordPress.com is kind of like blogger.com, where it's a third-party service out there. You go, they are hosting your site. You can sign up for a free account at WordPress.com, and you can have a free WordPress website But that free comes at a cost, that there are sometimes ads in there, your features and functionalities are extremely limited, you can't get any theme you want, you don't have full control, and if you want your own domain to go along with your podcast, or just website in general, then you have to pay an extra for that. And you can check that out at wordpress.com, that's the hosted or third-party hosted version of WordPress. Self-hosted WordPress means that you are running your own copy of WordPress on a server somewhere that you are paying for. So it doesn't mean you're hosting it on your own computer, but you are hosting it where you have chosen to host it. So this could be like a Bluehost or a GoDaddy or HostGator or a virtual private server or a dedicated server or anything like that. And if you want to learn more about hosting, check out theaudacitypodcast.com slash hosting, where I explain that a lot more. But self-hosted WordPress then gives you a lot more control, and you can move it around, you can change things, and it's free to download and install on your site, but you pay for the hosting. Think of it this way, it's the difference between getting a house that you're renting, and you can put your own furniture in it, but you're only allowed certain colors of furniture. That's WordPress.com. 
or a house that you own and can actually pick up and take with you and move it around from property to property to property. And you can put whatever obnoxiously colored furniture you want on the inside. That is self-hosted WordPress. So wordpress.org, O-R-G, is where you can download WordPress to install on your own site or many services like Bluehost especially makes this really easy to install WordPress for you. They you don't even have to download anything. You just click a few buttons and enter some information. They install WordPress for you. Check that out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash Bluehost if you want to use them. So I'm focusing on why I think you should use self-hosted WordPress for your podcast hosting. And I've got seven reasons for that. Number one, easy to use. Number two, freedom and control. Number three, plugins for nearly everything. Number four, great theme designs. Number five, search engine optimization. Number six, support and community. And number seven, foundation for any kind of website. Let's, so let's go through this in more detail. Number one, easy to use. WordPress users will pretty much unanimously proclaim that ease of use is the top reason they use WordPress. They love WordPress for this. They'll use it themselves because it's so easy, or they'll implement it for clients because it's so easy. I used to offer to design and create websites for people using WordPress, Drupal, Joomla, or proprietary content management systems. And now I've realized that's really a pain to have to learn these different systems and implement these systems. Now I focus entirely on WordPress. If I get a Drupal project, I would consider taking it, but that's it. Drupal on exception, WordPress is pretty much the rule, the standard for me. So anytime I'm working with a client, even if they don't create blog content, I'm setting them up with a WordPress website because it's very easy for me as a web designer to design for it. And it's very easy for them to work with the website because WordPress is very friendly and there are many different content management systems you can get, or some people refer to them as a CMS, content management system. There are many different CMSs that you can get, but WordPress is so much easier than all of them, I would say. And well, there might be some that are easier, but WordPress is super easy. You don't have to know PHP, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, or any kind of programming language, server administration, backend, anything like that. You might never have to type a less than or greater than sign in your code, which those are HTML kinds of things. You might never have to do that, touch any kind of code, and you could have a powerful extremely popular WordPress website that looks great and you only have to be concerned with adding the content, which is really easy to do. If you can attach files to an email message, then it's pretty easy for you to then attach a podcast episode or an image or a document or just write a uh, blog post or a page on a WordPress site. It's really easy to use. That's my number one reason why you should use self-hosted WordPress for podcasting. Number two, freedom and control. WordPress is a standalone system that lets you take it anywhere you want. You can run WordPress on your own computer, actually. I don't recommend that, but it is possible. I actually know someone who does run their website from their personal computer on their home internet connection. I do not recommend that, but they have a website that maybe one person visits about once per week, and that's it. But you can also 
easily go to something like shared hosting, or you could use something more expensive like virtual private server or dedicated servers, which I recommend from HostDime if you want to check them out. I have a link in the show notes. And you can move your site between all of these services, not just install it on one or the other, but it's very easy to go from one to the other to the other. And on your side, as the user of WordPress, you won't notice any difference. I mean, you might notice some speed differences, sure, but WordPress will look the same. It will function the same. It just might function a little bit faster on different systems. So you can easily move it around. You've got so much freedom to take it with you. If you get frustrated with a web host, which uh, I think maybe all website owners out there have probably switched web hosting companies more than Christians have switched churches. That's a Christian joke out there for some of you out there. You get it. So I think that all of us have probably had this scenario of we get really frustrated with our web hosting company and we want to move. We want to find someone else. And you might be concerned about, well, that means transferring your website, all of this stuff. WordPress is very easy to transfer between hosting companies or upgrading your hosting package on your current host. It's very easy to do that with WordPress. So you've got that freedom to go anywhere you want. You're not locked in to one particular provider. If you look at these different kinds of services, if you get frustrated with their support or their uptime or their speed or anything like that, and you decide to move to someone else, then you might run into a case where you can't because they won't let you. You don't have that freedom. You don't have full control over your site. But a self-hosted WordPress runs on your own hosting account, and you have full freedom to make your website do whatever you want it to do. You can make it look however you want it to look. You can add or remove plugins. You can change the design a little bit here or change the design completely. You can change the content. You can add widgets, remove widgets, embed videos, uh, embed pictures, upload multimedia, and so much more because you have all of that freedom and control. It's your website, and I want it now. I no. and It's your website, and you can host it wherever you want. With WordPress, you get so much freedom and control with WordPress. Number three, there are plugins for everything that you might want to do with WordPress. Very similar to this song from, this is going to be a first for me, Sesame Street. Yes, my friends, the iPogo can do anything. Anything? Oh, yeah. If you want to comb your cat... There's an app for that. If you have to fix a flat, there's an app for that. Need a word that rhymes with that? Or a place to hang your hat? Got a chimp who likes to chat. There's an app, there's an app, there's an app for that. If your butter needs a pat, there's an app for that. If you need to rat a tat tat. There's an app for that. Gotta practice singing scat. Wanna meet a boy named Matt? Hi, I'm Matt. Nice to meet you. Count to ten in no time flat. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's an app, there's an app, there's an app for that. So with all of the WordPress plugins that are out there, if you want to do something on your website, most likely 
There's a plugin for that. And if you want to watch that video from Sesame Street, then go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 139 and you can check that out. But really, there is a plugin for everything. As of this moment, which I'm recording the Audacity Podcast live at 2.19 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus four, on Monday, August 19th, there are 26,474 plugins in the WordPress official plugin directory. And all of these are free or they're free versions of plugins. There are a lot of plugins out there. So the chances are whatever it is you want to do, social sharing buttons, image galleries, post templates, online stores, donations, contact forms, anything thing that you want to do on your website can probably be done and is already available as a plugin of some sort out there. And it's very easy, going back to number one, it's very easy to install these plugins too. You just search for it through your WordPress website. You don't have to download anything. You search through it through your WordPress website and click install and then you activate it. And then there might be certain settings that you add in addition to that ways that you can customize what the plugin does. But Finding a plugin, a good plugin, can be difficult. So I do have some general guidelines of how to pick a good plugin for WordPress. And I'll be blogging about this soon over at theaudacitypodcast.com and give you more detail about this. But here's a short list. It should say that it's compatible with your WordPress version. This is very important. WordPress, WordPress has important updates every now and then. And it's very easy to update WordPress and update your plugins. But when you're trying to choose a new plugin for WordPress, you do want to make sure that it is that it says it's compatible for your version. Now, some plugins will be compatible for a very long time, even though it won't say it's compatible with your version. Like right now, many plugins say they're compatible up to 3.5.2. But the latest version of WordPress, when you may be hearing this, may be 3.6, 3.7, 3.8, whatever. But it could be that that plugin does still work with the latest version of WordPress. But you still want to try to look for one that says it's compatible with your version or is compatible with a version number very, very close to yours. If the plugin gives you any problems, then you might want to assume that it's not compatible. If you're unsure about it, you can go to the plugin page on WordPress and scroll down and you'll see a section that says how many people have reported that it's it's working with your particular version of WordPress. And you can select which version of WordPress you're referring to and it shows you how many people say it works or it's broken. Now, do keep in mind, some people will say it's broken when it's just they ran into a problem and therefore they call it broken. That's many people do that. Also, when choosing a plugin, think about uh, or look at that it should have an update within the last several months. WordPress is actually now marking plugins that have not been updated in about two years. It will point out to you, uh, it might even be a year, but it points out to you this plugin has not been updated in this long. So it's a nice little warning to you that this plugin is pretty old. The developer has probably stopped releasing updates to it, but it may actually still work. Also, look for plugins that have a good amount of downloads. 
Yeah, in life, popular isn't always right. But in WordPress plugins, if you find a plugin that's been downloaded a lot of times, like thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of times, then it probably does its job really, really well. Think about restaurants. If you are trying to pick a restaurant and you're on Restaurant Street in your city and you see all of the restaurants that just have a moderate amount of customers and then you see one restaurant that has a line wrapping around the building several times going down the street, what's your thought on that restaurant? Whoa, there must be something really good going on in there. A really good special, really good food, uh, some really special guests, some major event. That restaurant will stick in your mind as something that you want to go to because there is this sort of safety in numbers idea. And so the uh, the number of downloads that a plugin has helps give you a little bit more assurance that it's probably a good plugin because it's so popular. And when it's so popular like that, that means there are more people giving feedback, more people submitting bug reports, maybe even more people developing the plugin to make sure that it works really well. Also, consider the ratings and reviews that are with the plugin. Just like with iTunes, where you can rate and review podcasts, WordPress plugins can now be rated and reviewed. So look at that to see what the general consensus is. And these are fairly new, so don't expect to see plugins with thousands of ratings and reviews. But the uh, the review system is pretty good. And even if someone leaves a one-star review, they're required to write a review just with just the one-star rating. So that way they can't just say this is terrible, but they have to write something in about why they think it's terrible. But do take each of these reviews with a grain of salt because one person may be trying to use the plugin for something that's not designed to do or they had some false expectations, many different scenarios that could be going on there. But still, it's good to see that a plugin in general has some good ratings and reviews. It should also not do much more than you need it to do. Avoid those massive plugins out there that try to do everything for you. When it's trying to do everything and you only need to do it, you only need it to do one thing, then you're bogging down your website. You're loading more stuff than you need to on your site. So look for plugins that are designed to do just what they're supposed to do, and they do that thing really well. Now, some plugins, though, like Jetpack, for example, are good plugins and provide modular access. So with Jetpack, for example, which is made by the people who make uh, WordPress, Jetpack allows you to enable or disable parts of the plugin. That's really good because then that way, if you only want one particular feature that Jetpack provides, you can enable just that feature and none of the others. But most major big plugins out there may not necessarily have that feature built into it. Also, remember that premium plugins that you pay something for are usually worth the price. The WordPress directory is all free plugins. The 24, 26,000 plugins on there are all free or they're free versions of premium plugins. But many paid plugins will do very similar tasks, but a whole lot better or a whole lot easier than the free version. For example, something that people commonly want on their website is a contact form where people can email them through the website. Well, there is a great WordPress plugin for this called Contact Form 7. It's completely free. And for making a contact form, 
it's okay to use. Seems a little bit confusing here and there, but it, it can do the job for just a basic contact form. But if you want to do something a little bit more advanced, like a job application form, then contact form 7 is not going to cut it at all. But Gravity Forms, which is a premium plugin for WordPress, and check it out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash gravityforms. It's amazing, and it makes forms super easy. You can have a form of any size, multiple pages. You can even create on-demand forms where you just create a single form and you embed it differently into different posts and you get a different form or results or it groups results into different functions or features and does different things with it from just a single form. Gravity Forms is extremely powerful and very easy to use. I love Gravity Forms. And I think that Gravity Forms is worth the cost. There are different levels that you can get for Gravity Forms, whether you want professional or single site or developer edition, which plugins that you want and such. But I really do think it's worth the cost. And I have the developer edition and I use it on all of the websites I work with because it makes my job so much easier in developing things. Like I have one client that I developed a job application form. I started to try and use Contact Form 7 for it. And it was horrendous. Then I switched to Gravity Forms and it was so much easier. So that's an example that premium plugins are usually worth the price, even if they do the same thing as a free version. The premium plugin might do it a bit better. So that's some guidance for you on some things to look for when choosing a good plugin for WordPress. And you can get those in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 139 under the point plugins for nearly everything. Then reason number four that you should use WordPress for podcasting, great theme designs. Let me let you in on a little secret here. Okay. Is it just you and me? Okay. I'm a web designer. And I may betray some trust here, or I may betray my own field by letting you know this special little secret. You don't have to be or hire a web designer to have a great looking website. Let's keep that between you and me. WordPress makes it really easy for you to find and install extremely great looking themes, beautiful themes that can make your WordPress website work on any device. And you don't have to know HTML, PHP, CSS, JavaScript, anything like that. You can just switch your theme and you don't have to change your content either. Switch your theme and your website looks instantly different. There are so many great themes out there. There are free ones, but do be a little bit careful with the free ones because sometimes they're not updated. Free themes might even be a little bit worse than free plugins. But I do highly recommend the themes from StudioPress. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash StudioPress. This is now the only collection of themes that I recommend. This is by the company that does, or this is from Copyblogger that puts out some great content out there. And their themes are so well designed, especially with the new version of Genesis, Genesis 2.0. They now have so much search engine optimization, so much more stuff built into it. Like schema.org is now built into WordPress themes. Doesn't that get you excited? Woohoo! Okay, it it gets me excited because schema.org is something I've been wanting to implement onto my websites. And now the new StudioPress themes make that a lot easier. Now, 
If you look at my own websites, they don't look like StudioPress themes because I have designed on top of the core framework that's behind the StudioPress themes, which is Genesis. But on your side, you could go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash StudioPress, pick a theme. It's under $100 for a great theme and you get unlimited updates. You can use that theme on as many websites as you want. So pick a great looking theme there and then you have a great looking website and a website that may even work on mobile devices. So you don't have to worry about trying to incorporate responsive website design or all of this stuff, but you can easily make your site mobile friendly by using a great theme. And I recommend those from StudioPress. And there are many other theme companies out there like Woo Themes or Theme Forest or uh, Thesis. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Uh, Standard Theme, many themes like that. And I do recommend a premium theme, especially. You can do great with free plugins, but for themes, I really recommend a theme that's being sold by a company that creates WordPress themes because then they really put their effort into it. So with WordPress, it's very easy to get a great looking website. That's reason number four. Number five, search engine optimization or SEO. You want to make it easy for people to find you and find your website. And the way that you do that is by optimizing your content so that search engines can find it better, like Google and Bing and Yahoo and whoever else tries to make a search engine out there. And remember, Bing is going to become significantly more important because iOS 7, the new version of the iPhone and iPad and iPod Touch operating system, will use Bing search results inside of Siri, not Google. So just keep that in mind. But you want to make sure that your website is findable by these services. And this isn't some kind of magical trickery that you have to buy my course for $19.95 plus shipping and handling. No, but it's about how you write and how you present your content. Have great content. That's a major important thing. Write for humans, not for machines. But WordPress helps you present this content in a way that search engines understand. Not only does it put the information in the right places generally for you, But WordPress also does some things above this, like WordPress will automatically ping Google. That means that it basically sends a little message to Google saying, hey, this website has updated. You might want to check it out and re-index it. So whenever you post new content on your site, WordPress is automatically going and letting Google know about your new content. But you can also get a whole lot more control over your search engine optimization with several great free plugins out there like Yoast SEO or All-in-One SEO. But also many different WordPress themes will have the search engine optimization built into it, like those from StudioPress. That's another reason I love the StudioPress themes. I don't have to have an SEO plugin because StudioPress handles that for me. Some plugins like Scribe, which... You can check out, of course, I have an affiliate link for this at theaudacitypodcast.com slash scribe. That's S-C-R-I-B-E. But a plugin like that will actually look at your content and let you know what you should be doing better and how well you're doing at your targeted search engine optimization. So it's a great way to get your website visible to Google, Bing, Yahoo, and any other search engines out there by using WordPress. Yes, other systems do some of this too, but 
WordPress does this really well, and it does it very, very easily too, without the kind of magic. Number six, support and community. Like I said earlier, there is safety in numbers, and WordPress has a huge following. And the amount of websites running WordPress out there is constantly growing. So it's really easy to find answers to almost whatever issue you may be facing on your website. You can just type it into Google, make sure the word WordPress is added to it or search the WordPress forms, and you might find an answer. You'll probably find the answer or a suggestion or a solution for what you're facing. But it's also really, really easy to find someone who can quickly fix or enhance your WordPress site for you. And this is one of the things that I do, that I do fix some broken websites or enhance certain websites. But many other people, too, know WordPress really, really well. And because so many people know it really, really well, it's really easy to go out there and find someone who can help you with the problem. I recently had an issue where... I'm using the commenting plugin Discuss on the audacitytopodcast.com, and I use the e-commerce plugin WooCommerce in order to sell my WordPress plugin, subscribe and follow.com, if you want to check that out. And the problem was that I couldn't leave reviews on my own WordPress, or no one could leave reviews on my product that I was selling on my store because Discuss was taking over the comment system even in the WooCommerce store. So I looked around, I found several other people having the problem, but in this case, no one had the solution. So you know what I did? I gave the solution. So I became part of the answer and I blogged about it over at danieljlewis.net showing how you can make uh, reviews or basically how you can disable discuss on certain post types, which enable allows you to have reviews again in your WooCommerce store if you're using discuss on your site as well. You can check that out at my personal blog, danieljlewis.net. But so I became part of the solution there because I realized I, I could probably figure this out. So I did that. So someone else out there who might be looking for the answer to this will now find my solution that I gave for it. So there is this great support behind this, this great community of passionate users who love WordPress and will really enjoy working with you and helping you out. And especially the theme developers and plugin developers are really friendly and really helpful in solving problems. So that's number six, support and community. And number seven, foundation for any kind of website. WordPress is a great starting ground for building whatever website that you have in mind. You, maybe you want to blog or maybe you want to sell items through your website. Maybe you want to start a forum about your favorite TV show. Maybe you want to have a, a site where guest bloggers can contribute to it. Maybe you want to run a business site that never podcasts anything on the site or produces any content other than static pages that never ever change. For almost whatever website you want to create, WordPress can make it for you and can enable you to have that kind of website and can give you the foundation on which to build a great website, whatever that site might be. There are a few cases where you might want to consider something other than WordPress, but because of how powerful WordPress is, it makes a great foundation for building any kind of website that you might have in mind. 
And you can find all kinds of websites out there that are running WordPress and are completely different from each other. So my seven reasons to use WordPress for your podcast, or really for any kind of website, are number one, easy to use. Number two, freedom and control. Number three, plugins for nearly everything. Number four, great theme design. Number five, search engine optimization. Number six, support and community. Number seven, foundation for any kind of website. I'd love to hear from you what you think about WordPress, or especially if you're that lurker out there who isn't using WordPress, why? Why did you choose to go with something else? I know some people prefer to use something other than WordPress or are testing other platforms besides WordPress for hosting a podcast, but they know how easy WordPress is, and they're just trying something else just to try it. But if you use something else, why do you use it? Why did you choose not to use WordPress? Or if you have certain reasons that convinced you to use WordPress for your blog, podcast, or any kind of website besides what I gave here, I'd love to hear from you. Please comment on this content by going to the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 139 and leave a comment there on how you use WordPress, what convinced you about WordPress, what you think about this content, do you agree, do you disagree? Why did you choose something other than WordPress if you're working with something other than WordPress? Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. That's theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 139. Coming up in a future episode, I am excited to discuss a topic that I've had on my list since before I started the Audacity podcast, but there were certain reasons that I didn't actually get to it yet and kept pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. And that is about creating a promo for your podcast. Instead of my approaching this just by myself, because you look out there and I don't have promos for my podcast, I'm bringing in an expert to talk about how to create a promo for your podcast, and tips on creating promos. And that expert is Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative. You can check them out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash MRC. And that is an affiliate link because if you decide to order any kind of promo or audio branding or production from them, then I do get a portion of that back. But Mike Russell and his wife, Isabella, do an amazing job with audio production. And I've really, I really think that they have cut out a nice niche for themselves and are dominating this market and do it really, really, really well. So that's coming up. Please email your questions. If you have a question about promos or idea or anything like that, please email feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com and put in the subject line the word promo. That'll help me in sorting those emails out because I do receive so many emails that... uh, I won't be able to find these very easily, but you can also call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or go to theaudacitypodcast.com and send a voice message through the website on your computer or iOS device. And let me know what kind of questions do you have for Mike Russell about podcast promos and things that you should consider there. I'm really looking forward to this conversation with Mike. He's an awesome guy and he has a podcast too that's kind of mostly about podcasting. Certainly everything he says applies really well to podcasting. And now that his wife is co-hosting with him, she raises some really good challenging questions. And in fact, in one of their recent episodes, Isabella Russell 
uh, challenged Mike on why does he play intro music and fade out the intro music and start talking over the faded out intro music. And Mike actually referenced me as one of the professionals who also do that. And it, it was a great, almost a little banter because you could tell that Mike was defensive of one particular position and Isabella wanted to challenge that just for the sake of challenging it, not because she thought it was wrong, but just for the sake of challenging it. And I came away from that conversation thinking, wow, why do I do that? Do I really have a good reason for doing this? Is it really better this way or might another way be better? And I love those kinds of things. I love being challenged to do something better, think better, think differently, or if you're an Apple fanboy, think different about something out there. And for example, the Heil PR40 is one of those things recently that I'm starting to challenge. Is this really the best microphone for podcasting or are maybe the electro voice models quite a bit better, like the R the uh, RE320 or the RE20? Are they better than the Heil PR40? And I do have a review coming up very soon on YouTube about that. But anyway, that to say, Mike and Isabella Russell now co-host the podcast. It's called Music Radio Creative. I do recommend that you check it out at uh, on their site, musicradiocreative.com, as well as in iTunes and other podcast directories. And they've got some great content that applies to podcasters and primarily intended for podcasters or people producing some kind of audio format. So check that out and let me know what your questions are for the podcast promos discussion. And in the next episode of the Audacity to Podcast, which will be episode 140, which I used to have the pattern of discussing Audacity every fifth episode, but I am going to discuss Audacity again. This will be several features of Audacity I miss, I wish that I had inside of Adobe Audition. Now that I'm using Adobe Audition, I don't want to go back to Audacity for all of my editing, but there are certain things that Audacity does that I really, really miss and wish that Adobe Audition did. So I'm going to give you a heads up on some of those things. And if they are things that you really attach to, then you might want to stick with Audacity instead of going to Audition if that's something that you're considering. So we've got a lot coming up in the Audacity to Podcast, and we also recently recorded a podcaster's roundtable talking about is podcasting, quote, back, unquote, due to some recent articles and news items and stuff that's out there of people saying podcasting is back. And of course, our theory, our position is it never went anywhere. You did. So you can check it out. We also got some great guests on that panel. Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee from New Media Show, and they have their separate places that they work as well. But great discussion over there as well with Ray Ortega and Dave Jackson and myself over at podcastersroundtable.com. So check that out as soon as that episode is posted, as well as check out the past episodes and watch for future announcements on Google Plus when we host those again. So I'd love to hear from you. What are your questions or feedback that you'd like me to cover in future episodes of the Audacity to Podcast? Please email feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 any time of the day and leave a message there or send a voice message through the website theaudacitytopodcast.com on your computer or iOS device. And You can also follow me on Twitter and ask quick little questions there. I'm on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. And please remember to comment on these show notes, letting me know what you thought of 
this conversation, what you think about WordPress, why you chose WordPress and all of that at the audacity to podcast.com slash 139 last episode generated a lot of feedback and a lot of discussion about should you use profanity in your podcast i love the discussion going on about this on google plus and linkedin and all of this so go back to the audacity to podcast.com slash 138 in order to find those links if you want to check out that discussion over there now that i've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the AudacityToPodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like you can theorize over Once Upon a Time or our new podcast about Under the Dome. And you can learn how to be productive in your personal and professional life. You can laugh with our clean comedy and so much more at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com where you can find all kinds of podcasts about all kinds of technology and all family friendly. Check it out at techpodcast.com.